Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. It's always good when you find a niche for your music. Canadian singer-songwriter John Lewitt and multi-instrumentalist is about ready to release his seventh album in the Americana genre this time called The Beaten Path. John has found a niche for his music, licensing his music to film and TV, with quite a few of his songs being used by the CVS daytime drama The Young and the Restless. John joins me to talk about his career in this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hello, John. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. You are in Toronto, is that correct? I am Toronto, Canada. The great white north? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> winter's over, so it's the green north. Right. Well, true. And you're not that far into the great white, so we'll... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we are talking offline here a few minutes ago, and... Uh, you're not far from the border, so you get to enjoy the the, the freedom you guys have just been uh, given here to to move back and forth across the border. So I'm sure you guys are very happy about that. Oh yeah, definitely. And hey, we can see live you. I'm going to a concert tonight. Was at a concert last week, so it's uh, things are getting back to normal. Do you, or in the past, and and I'm assuming in the future, do you play across the border yourself? No, I haven't done. Uh, so basically, I, I got two streams. Uh, I do a lot of uh, music for film and television. So right. I write songs, but then as as an artist, you know, a lot of the songs I write uh, aren't uh, aren't good for film and TV. You know, you never want to use someone's name or location or tell a story. Yeah. So 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 I, so I got two buckets of songs: uh, my artist songs and my film and TV stuff. Gotcha. So, okay. Uh, I mean, I do a lot more. Hell, I've, I've signed 20 songs already this year to the library there at Kitchen. I just had a song today on The Young and Restless. Yeah. But that's, that's not cool. my artist. It's not, not my artist side, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's what takes up most of my time. Yeah. So when it comes to live, I, I, I do play live, but more just locally. Um, you know, to go across the border and stuff, you, you need visas and stuff. You, right, you know, right, I, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just—it's funny. A guy just asked me to come play a, a show at, at this festival in New Jersey, and I'm like, hmm. I've never actually looked at uh, crossing the border with with like my, my guitars and you know, all my gear before. Yeah, I could just drive across as a tourist, but uh, yeah. I want to actually make some money in this space. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, I'd have to look into that. Yeah, maybe there's a new career path there for you after all. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting. Uh, you, uh, of course, I had some uh, some of your uh, bio and press notes before we had a chance to talk, and so I, I was aware of your licensing music to film and TV, and uh, but also your your backstory, which is quite interesting. Uh, from where you started to where you ended up, you tell a really interesting story about being in love with music as a child and wanting to grow up to be a rock star, like probably half the other boys in the world do, and and yet learning that you were tone deaf. <laughs> And and had to yeah. <laughs> um, had to had to find find a new approach to that. Tell me tell me tell us that story a little bit. Well, so I I was in grade eight, met a girl, and wanted wanted a singer, wanted to write her a song to impress her. Mm. And I take like piano lessons. I take like piano lessons until like, like grade two. 
like, like six or seven years old. Uh, so I sat down on the piano, wrote a very, very simple melody, like, like three notes. Um, and from that, I said, you know, I really want to play the piano. And so I spent the next couple of years learning how to play the piano. But whatever I sang against the piano it was out of tune. It was terrible. I could, I could phrase things properly, mm. but it, it didn't sound good. So um, finally, I went to university and you know, you, or college, <laughs> depending on what you want to call it. Um, can't really take a piano with you. So I started playing guitar. And when I started playing guitar, I heard things differently. And I was able to sing in key. So it was, it was more of just a training of the ear. And uh, so, yeah, now it's funny. Like I, I, to this day, I don't think I'm a great singer, but people hire me to sing on their songs. Uh, I'm working with this one girl who's got an incredible voice right now. She can sing opera, country, pop. And she approached me, and we, did, we just we just finished a duet. Um, and she's like, oh, you're a really good singer. I go, no, I'm not, compared to her. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, so uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll stay with me for the rest of my life. But yeah, you're, I've been on, I've, I've been on, I've had dozens of songs played on the radio. I've been in TV. I've been in an indie film. So like, people, you, people like my voice and use it. Uh, so maybe it's something that grew on people. Who knows? <laughs> well, you, um, so you had that that uh, an interesting journey, you know, in your high school teen years, and then went to college so there's a chunk of the story in there that i i found really uh fascinating i i think as a um as a musician listening to this uh, hopefully would find encouraging um that you through determination you you took piano lessons and then decided that you were gonna pick up the guitar and actually went from thinking that your uh that your childhood dreams weren't ever going to happen to uh, recording your first album in college uh, because you decided to stick with it. Uh, you know, that, that to me is a very encouraging story. Yeah. It appears of perseverance, man. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to ask me what am I, what I am, am I an artist, a producer, a piano player, guitarist, first and foremost, I'm a songwriter. I, yeah. It always, it always, it always boggles my mind when someone goes, I got to go write my new album. I go, that's never my case. I'm always writing. It's like, okay, man, which song should I focus on for this album? Mm. Like, it, it, this, this new album we're talking about, which is called The Beaten Path, I, I have 20 songs that I picked from and I chose 11. You know, it's, um, and I, I could have kept going, but you know, <laughs> I, I put a stop on the start saying, here's right. this batch. They're, they're all related, recorded during the same time. They're, you know, they have similar sonic uh, characteristics and you know so here we go so yeah i'm a songwriter uh and can't stop writing songs so um so when did that revelation uh set in when when was it obvious to you that uh, uh larger really than being just a singer a rock star you were a songwriter <laughs> and you were actually able to uh put a put words to to your thoughts and ideas uh, good words and good thoughts, or just like any random stuff. <laughs> well, awesome. when it was obvious <laughs> to you that um, that there was more to music for you than just trying to overcome uh, what appeared to be something that was preventing you from reaching your dreams, which was being tone deaf, to actually what you just <laughs> said a few minutes ago, what I really am as a songwriter. 
Yeah, you know, technology has been a wonderful thing. I originally had a, a Fostex four-track tape recorder, mm. and that's when I started putting my ideas down. And then I bought a, a core digital workstation, which wasn't a computer, but it had a little hard drive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, it, when, it, when it really came together, uh, is when I got, I got my first DAW in uh, 2010. So DAW is a digital audio workstation. Yeah. You record music through your computer. Right. And that allowed me to, you know, uh, make edits much quicker than before. Because, you know, you had to, before you had to slide things up and down and pan things left and right and then make sheets and notes. So by, by getting into the digital world, that allowed me to be more efficient. And, when, you know, everyone can do something good, but everyone doing something good usually does something bad as well. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if I write a terrible song, record it, terribly arrange it terribly but i put like two weeks of time into it you never want to give that up as much mm-hmm. when you get to digital hey you know i'll just put that on the folder and come back to it one day like taking pictures yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much yeah. you don't have My to develop film cool, anymore you know just shoot away <laughs> <laughs> exactly so being able to be more efficient allowed me to you know i'll write and record maybe 50 60 songs a year and, and now, nowadays, they're all, um, the recordings are good. Like, people would, like, I don't want to say egotistical, but if I looked at myself from 15 years ago, I'd die to be able to do what I can do now. Mm-hmm. You know, that that quality. They, they're good quality. Are they great songs? I don't know. Yeah. But out yeah. of that 50 to 60 songs, there's generally at least 20 really good ones. Right. So, um, and, you know, and that's encouraging as a songwriter. Sure. When you, when you oh, when you click on something, they go, "Oh man!" And then, and then you try not to repeat yourself, and because if you repeat yourself, it just degrades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I, I was reading in the uh, in your bio. You, at some point, you uh, got to find a job. You get married. You have kids. You buy a house. All that kind of stuff. Did the music go yeah. on hold, or did it just kind of go underground? Did you did you quit altogether, or just kind of yeah. park it for a little bit? No, literally underground because it was my basement. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, basically, it was Saturday mornings during nap time with the kids. You know, yeah. you'd, hope, you'd hope the kid would nap for more than two hours. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I could get, and then I, you know, I'd listen to mixes driving back and forth from work. You know, so I'd, um, you know, I'd, I'd make a mix. Like, so do recording on a Saturday morning, make a mix put it on a CD. This is before I had my iPhone where I could just transfer things. Mm-hmm. I listen, listen to the mix. Here's what, here's what I got to switch, switch up, you know, which take, which is easier to do mm-hmm. once it's recorded. And then I burn a new CD, listen to that. And yeah, this, this one's saying the inefficiency of before, uh, you know, getting rid of that and being able to be efficient with the computer, uh, make, make life a lot easier. Yeah. So no, it didn't disappear. Uh, as I said, I'm always, I'm always writing songs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I write songs for the kids. You know, the kids be playing around in front of me, you know, pick up the acoustic guitar and sing them a lullaby or yeah, yeah, okay. uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know, the, the, having a family does, you know, um, not intrude, um, it affects your songwriting as, as they grow. Uh, there are different there are different stages of life really affect what you write about. Yeah. Not all the time, yeah. but you know it, it does. Col- it colors my songwriting. For sure. sure. 
We're going to take a quick break from the interview. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. So when did it open back up for you when you were able to pursue it more intentionally and full-time in a sense? So uh, nine years ago okay. uh, is when I really started getting into it. That's actually when I started. Uh, I went to the SYNC conference out in um, L.A., one that I've been to every year except for the past few years because of COVID. Um, but uh, I met out in L.A. every November, and I, a bunch of like-minded people and I realized there's this whole world of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And ironically, when I, origi- when I originally went there, my goal was to get stuff in film and television. And uh, and it's my, my goals have actually changed now, especially with social media. Like, I had um, <laughs> a year ago, uh, this, this woman from Instagram licensed one of my songs to use. And it's a, a, for a significant dollar, especially for Instagram, I go, oh, I'll never see that money. Mm-hmm. And uh, six months six months later, I get checked from Unilever. You know, <laughs> she's a social, social media influencer, and yeah. they're packing her. Yeah. Um, so I, I would. That was never like one of my dreams, but you know, hey, <laughs> that phase and like another. The same song actually was licensed this past. It was a, it's a Christmas song, ironically, was licensed by a VR fitness app in hmm. the UK for hmm. two months to like. Things that I would have never thought that yeah. music could be used for. Yeah, interesting. Because, you know, it, yeah, as we all know, you're making money off Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, Amazon. It, it's very limited. So right. you've got to find other routes, actually, to make money. So, yeah, so when I went to that conference, that's when I realized there's a path to actually, you know, make some decent revenue off your songs. And truthfully, I'm more in it. I want... I'm a songwriter to write songs for people to hear them. Mm. And so, you know, I really don't care how they hear them. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I've had tons of music on the young and restless and the young and restless uses more music than any other North American television show. Cause it's on five days a week, 40 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, you know, that gets my music heard. Yeah. And, you know, um, and that, that's, really what my main goal is for mm. people to hear it. So if someone in that VR fitness app is working out to my song, great. Yeah, you know, yeah um, that's cool then. Yeah. 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 Like I'm, I'm played on community radio all across Canada all the time. Yeah. That's it's cool. Great. You know, if, if five people or a hundred people listen to it, that's what counts. You know, you've got a quote in your bio that I, I think um, is very, um, seems like a very telling moment you, you you were talking about waking up one weekend and getting a bunch of emails uh i think it was maybe a sunday morning and you said the validation of yeah. some, someone <laughs> i didn't know who actually did this for a living playing my music for others was life-changing um i, I think that's yeah it's a very uh it's one of those moments that i think we all live for um or, or at least inspired by, regardless of what we do, whether it's write, sing, take pictures, if it's anything artistic, uh, you you hit that plateau where you realize, like you said, somebody that you don't know actually appreciates what you're doing and was willing to acknowledge that is uh, that's a validation that's it's hard to come by. Oh yeah, and that you know every artist, uh, whether they admit it or not, validation is uh, you know we we all seek it in some sort. It's human nature, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you you want you want to know that what you're doing, if someone appreciates it, mm-hmm. you know. And again, you know, if, 
it, it could be a handful of people or it could be a million people. But, you know, uh, that's, it's, it's just when, when, especially when you don't know, right. you know, oh, my, yeah. who reaches yeah. out, who reaches out, you know, sure. uh, but I've got a, I've got an email address on my website, which isn't my personal one, but so it, you know, it just goes through your music stuff. So whenever someone sends me an email, it's like, Oh, <laughs> well, I have no idea. No, that's, that's more touching than, uh, my mother telling me. Yeah, sure. Know? Yeah. Now, I, I I got a note from an artist a while back that said, uh, it was a thank you note, and said that somebody actually bought, uh, called them, I think it was actually an artist from Canada, said that somebody sent them an email and purchased their CD strictly on a review that they read in our magazine. And it's kind of the same thing. It's one of those moments like, hey, people actually do pay attention to what you do. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, Oh, you know, it's... It's amazing. I'm I'm old enough that I have a huge CD collection, mm, and it, mm. it would be it, back in the day. It was magazines. You couldn't you couldn't go on to Spotify or sure. iTunes and, yeah, and yeah. you know listen to things. So I, I'd read reviews, and you know you you'd buy an album, and if you spent good money on it, you'd listen to it a few times to make sure you know before you cast any vote whether you like it or not. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, hey, yeah, you know, I. I had subscriptions to all these magazines back in the day, yeah. you know, to, you know to, to find new to find new music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have got your um, uh, actually not quite yet early May. Your seventh album, uh, "The Beaten Path," is uh, set to come out. Um, tell us about that a little bit. What's the style, Americana? I, I believe, and uh, what what? Yeah, it's you know, I I you know whoever. Whenever someone's listening to my voice, and I, I do do several different styles, they all say you got a country, uh, Americana style voice, and it, it, so the, my voice is what I get the genre from. Mm-hmm. You know, this album, um, you know, there are there are some more rocking things on it. Like you know, if you if you think of like Springsteen or Mellencamp or rock at the time, now people call them Americana. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, the band the band was originally Americana. Right, know, that's, sure. I guess they were the first first. So it's all, um, I basically recorded all these stuff uh, in the beginning of COVID and over the time. It has nothing to do, nothing to do with COVID. Um, there, there is one song on the album called Living This Way. And I go, oh, crap, I don't want to write a song about COVID. So I changed the lyric. It was, <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I can't, I think, I, think the long, I, I can't spend another year living this way. Yeah, so, okay. Um, I, I, I turned it into a midlife crisis. Came up with a story, <laughs> you know, on a date yourself. Yeah, uh, but yeah, funny. it's yeah, it's um, acoustic guitars, electric guitars, piano, organ, drums, and my vocals. Um, you know, there's some. You know, it goes from traditional country to some folk to rock Americana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, as I said. I had like 20 tracks. And, you know when you you do take pride when you're sequencing an album. You hope to God someone actually listens to your whole album all the way through just put a one track yeah, sure. at a time. So, you know, I, you know, I spent the past few months figuring out exactly how I wanted to hear it. You know, like the first, the first track you hear is probably the least Americana track on there, but it's a good, it's called stop me in my tracks. And it's just a good upbeat, um, song, mm-hmm. you know, to start an album with, you know, and I've got a nice, so I, t- I talk about children. The very last song is about my children growing up and going on their way. And I figured, you know, that's it's a more mellow song. That's a good way to end the album. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's called See, See It Through, you know. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, so I'm excited, you know. Yeah. What do you, 
what do you hope to do with this record? Are you going to uh, tour? You mentioned that you really didn't tour the U.S. much, but do you have some plans for some sort of Canadian tour with your music? Do you do that? Do you have a band? Is it a solo? How, no. does that, how do you lay that out? Yeah, it's funny. So I've got, you know, I do a band. Um, you know, basically, I, all the music I record is by myself. I'm a multi-instrumentalist. I play piano, guitar, bass, harmonica, yeah. banjo, ukulele. Um, but I have um, a, a guys that who actually know through sync who are my backup band. Mm. Uh, and, you know, if you go on YouTube, you can see some videos from our last, like my last major album before COVID, we did shows locally. Yeah, and the one thing about playing shows is, you know, <laughs> getting people out. And I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty right. good salesman, and I can I, I get people out. With COVID, it's a little bit different. Sure. Um, you know, like I went and saw a guy named Ron Sexsmith last week, and it, I bought the tickets. It's a 4 3 scheduled date. So they kept honoring the tickets, and though the concert was sold out, I think the hall was maybe 70% full. Hmm. So it's, you know, May, I, I would love to play live. I've, I've, I've actually applied to playing Canadian Music Week, which is in June. I'm hoping to hear that, mm. hear that soon. I figured that would be easier than doing my own show because sure. then, it, A, if it goes forward, then we know we're okay with COVID. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's, nothing worse than, there's nothing worse than rehearsing your band, getting, you know, selling your tickets, and then having the show uh, postponed. Right, right. Um, so I... And ironically, I've got I've got a second uh, I've got the full band, but I've also got another guy we can play as a duo. So he can sing harmonies and play guitar with me. So it, basically, everything is so up in the air. And you know, I'm I was in Montreal in in December, and we're at a hotel doing some shopping, eating out. Two weeks later, the world shut down for Omicron. Right. So you know, you re I realize then how quickly stuff goes. Yeah, I know. So if I, I said, hey. I'm doing an album release show on May 13th. If the album comes out, that that's you know like six weeks away. That's that's too far in today's space time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm 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 hoping to do the show in Toronto. Uh, if that comes off, that means things are probably better. And then I, I'm going to do some other shows in Ontario. I I, I know who I can like I've been I've actually been asked to play other places, and I'm just reluctant yeah, to put in the time and get the yeah. and get the band up. So, in an ideal, if everything was normal, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, hopefully. I know. Um, yeah. Soon, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> how, can, doing stuff like this. how can uh, people find you? What's the best way? Uh, website, email address, get ready to get the release, check out your videos, all that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah. So, the, every, if you go to my website, which is John Lewitt, J O H N L E W I T T dot com, you got the links to everything. So you get my YouTube page, so you can see uh, video, the videos from the albums, some live stuff from the past. You know, I've got, if you're on Spotify, I've got a bunch of curated playlists. Um, follow me on Twitter if you want to hear some of my interesting thoughts. On, I, I'm not political or anything, but I do post some interesting music stuff. Um, and you, you can follow my Facebook page, but uh, Facebook never, every time I post on there, they never promote it. They want you to pay sure. for promotion. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm at Instagram. I got my Instagram. I, I'm everywhere. Uh, right. the, the one good thing about having a, a name like me, John Lewis, is it's 
not John Smith or John Johnson. I'm very easy to find. Yeah. L E W I T T. Yeah. Yeah. Like cool. my mom and I are the only one in the phone book in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> good. So the album is called the beaten path. Thank you, John, for uh, sharing your story with us and, um, uh, continued success and, and wish you the best with this record too. Well, thanks. Great talking to you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.